Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. And guess what? Today is episode number 100! Woo! Celebrate good. Holy shit, that was terrible. Uh, I'm usually a good singer. Uh, that was embarrassing. But um, I went too high there. Anyway, celebrate good times. Come on. Do, 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 do. Um, I just want to spend uh, just a few moments thanking you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback, your comments, your reviews. Just thanks for it all. This has been such an incredible experience so far, uh, working with men and coaching them to just be better versions of themselves so that they can attract better quality women for them that match them. Um, It's been really surreal. It's like, I I never, I never saw myself doing this ever, (laughs) like until like two years ago. This is the last thing I think I would probably say I would be doing. Um, and that goes along with my story of why I started this. And a lot of people still, still ask me, you know, like why men, why men? And I get that all the time. Obviously, uh, not everyone's going to listen to the podcast episode of my story or why I work with men. Um, but you should, so go back and watch it. I forget what episode it is, but it's called my story. Um, but just to, just to go over that quickly, it really is a personal it was a personal why. It was a personal reason. And I share that with you guys. Um, the reason being that I used to have very negative relationships with men. Um, so, so much that, you know, I would say things like, I don't need a man, fuck men, men are pigs, men are assholes. I literally used to say those words all the time. Like, I'm not saying that for dramatic effect. That was my verbiage around men. Um, and it was just because I was, I was hurt. You know, I was hurt a lot. Um, I, I grew up with, um, I grew up being like a little nerdy girl that no one really noticed, you know? So I was the first one actually in my grade to hit puberty. Um, so that was really embarrassing. I was like hiding my pads from like all the girls. Um, and then, a, then one of the girls was like, Steph, I got my period too. And I was like, no, you didn't stop. You're lying. You're lying. And she's like, no, I got it. I got it. Come here. I'll show you the evidence. And she pulls me over and she opens up her backpack and there's a pad in there. And I was like, ah! As if like, oh, that definitely means you have your period. You have a pad in your backpack. Anyway, we both freaked out. I was so happy I wasn't the only one. But still, even going through like those awkward stages um, and passing those awkward stages, I was still not the girl that was um, that was noticed as much as I realized a lot of the other girls were. And I was always very curious about it. It's not really that I was... Yeah, I was partially jealous. There was a big part of me that was jealous. Like, why are these girls getting so much attention? You know, they're so smart and they're pretty and they get guys. And I'm I'm stupid. I'm not pretty. I don't get guys. Like, that's how I used to think about myself, even as a little kid. And I was always trying to figure out why. You know, like, why? Like, what makes me different? Like, why am I... 
why am I not good enough for them? Or why am I not pretty enough? And like, why am I not part of the popular group? Why can't I sit at their table? Um, from a really, really young age. And then it, it, it just grew into, oh, well, like, I guess boys, boys are just jerks. Like they don't pay attention to me. So they're jerks, you know? So I had like that, that outlook from a young age. And then it just led into high school where I was even more classified as a nerd. Um, and I was bullied. I was bullied a lot in high school. It was pretty bad. I just had a tough grade. I went to an all girls Catholic high school and I was bullied. And, um, so it was all girls, but even when the guys came, like I was like, I would try to impress the theater nerds, the theater guys, you know, so they would come and like sing choir with us once a month. The boys would come to our school. So you'd be like, oh my God, the boys are coming. And I would go in the bathroom and I would put on eyeliner and brush my hair. <laughs> Going to an all girls school, you just don't do that shit. You don't give a fuck. Like all of us just rolled out of bed and went to school. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was very much like trying to impress even the theater boys. I had trouble impressing. Um, so I think it was just like this constant need of attention from boys just to prove to myself I could get it because I never could get it. So it was like on this constant ride and chase for, for that, that relief of like, okay, I can, I can attract boys. I can attract guys, you know? And then at college came and I, I dormed, uh, my freshman year. That was a fucking nightmare. Um, (laughs) in the sense that I was just a psychopath and I was partying like crazy, I guess thinking like, that's how I was going to get guys, you know? And then, uh, quickly, quickly lost my virginity, uh, to a real big douchebag. But, um, but yeah, and it just, I shouldn't say that. I I shouldn't say that. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take that back. I don't want to talk shit. Uh, We're all at different levels of our lives. Um, But yeah, and then I I got hurt by men. I had really negative experiences with some men in college. and, And it was just, you know, it was just riding that that same wave of like, here we go. Like, this is just men, you know? So then I was talking to this guy, he ended up having a girlfriend and I thought we were going to be together. And there's just a lot of experiences like that. Then I was with a narcissist. Then I was with another guy who started dating someone at the same time. Um, and there was just so much of that guys to the point where it was just like, holy shit, like, are there any good guys out there? Like, I really don't think there are. Um, so that just kind of built this belief in me that men are assholes. I don't need men. Fuck men. Um, and it was very much like that. Um, up until I started an Instagram, which is crazy and weird, but, um, but I started doing Instagram stories because I started reading books. It was the first time I've ever started reading books. I haven't touched a book all my life until I think it was like 23 when I started reading and, and I had to read in school, of course, but I would always just look up Google the summary of the book. Like I would never read the book and I would fail all my essays and everything regarding books. Cause I was like, books are for smart people. That's not me. Um, and that's literally how I thought it was like, I'm not smart enough to read books. <laughs> like, duh, you read books to get smarter stuff, which I know that now. Um, anyway, so it was this, you know, it was me getting into reading that got me so excited where I'm like, holy shit, I now know all this new information. I want to share it with someone. And who the fuck should I share it with? Like, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had like one good friend at the time. Um, that was another thing. Like growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was like pretty socially awkward, didn't have a lot of friends, uh, didn't get guys attention. And I'm not saying like, oh, poor me, my life sucked. I had a lot of great things in my life. You know, like my parents always supported me. I was always loved um, by my family and and by my close friends. And yeah, I was bullied and stuff. We all go through that shit. You know, I think we all go through periods in our lives where they're just really hard and we feel like, 
you know, no one else is going through this. It's just me. But at the end of the day, there's always someone else going through it or someone going through something worse, you know? And, um, it's just important to learn from those hard moments instead of taking them as a, why me? I look at it more as though, like, you know, this is doing something for me or try me, <laughs> try me, bitches. <laughs> Give me something harder to deal with. Um, but yeah, so sorry, I'm doing this podcast in my car. Um, uh, <laughs> super, super professional episode 100, still doing podcasts in my car. Uh, I just like to be, I like to be more authentic, at least for the moment. Um, so yeah, so I was, I was reading and I got on Insta stories and I was telling everyone about the books I was reading and I would just like, there, it, it wasn't this account guys. I didn't have like my Instagram account now for men. Like I didn't have that until like two and a half years ago it was the first time I started that. So, um, so yeah, I'm learning all this stuff in books and I start talking about it on my personal Instagram and I'm like, Hey, this is what I learned today. Blah, 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 blah. And I look back and I'm so awkward on video. And like today people tell me you're so good on video. And I've been doing this for like five years, guys, like just ra- randomly every day, pretty much talking to the camera every day for like five years. So like, I better be fucking good at it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. And then I had some people reach out to me and they're like, wow, you're really, you know, you're really smart. Like, I just wanted to tell you, you're really enticing and intriguing to listen to and watch. Like, I love watching your videos and learning your, you know, snippets of whatever you're teaching. And these people were mostly men. So I was like, whoa, I was like, what? Um, <laughs> what? Uh, cause it was men. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I've never had guys, you know, that were, that were that complimentary towards me, like, especially strangers, you know, and like, in between the years, I did have like a couple nice boyfriends, you know, here and there, it wasn't like every single relationship, I had like really good guy friends, some of my like, guy friends I'm still friends with today were there for me always, even through these shit years, so I can't say like, all my life, men were assholes, they were like, I did have a handful of really great guys, just to put that out there, but anyway, so I'm like freaking out, because guys are like talking good shit to me, And not in a way where it's like, oh, I want to, like, fuck you. I want to, you know, why don't you come over to my place? Like, and nothing like that. It was just like, wow, you're really smart. Like, I love watching your stuff. Keep it up. You're going to do great things. And that just kind of, and then, and then men would slowly try to, like, give me ideas. And they're like, hey, what if you, like, talked about this? I think that would be interesting. Like, you would have really good input on it. And I was like, okay. So I started just taking that as a, as a way of, like, building content. And this wasn't my business. I didn't, I didn't have anything, like, I wasn't making money or anything through this. I was a fitness trainer, and I had five other jobs on the side, as I talked in one of my other episodes. But, um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, so I'm, like, I'm getting all this feedback from men, and it was just really exciting for me. It was weird for me, you know, and I was dating this narcissist at the time, um, that was just a really damaging relationship, emotionally toxic relationship, and he would say things to me that, I didn't realize were so bad until I had these men on Instagram saying what they were saying that was so good, you know? And I was just, it kind of pulled me back because I was like, wait, I'm dating this guy who talks to me like this, but then there's these stranger guys who talk to me like this. Like, why am I with this guy? And it took those guys on Instagram to kind of put me in, to kind of make me realize, hey, I'm dating a guy that's not so great to me and treats me like dirt how did I not realize that? And it's crazy because you really don't see it from an outside perspective until you talk to different people, right? Or until you have different experiences. And that's why so many people are trapped in toxic relationships because 
And their partner actually manipulates them to only listen to them and only talk to them. And that's what makes it so easy for someone to get stuck with a person they're not right for. So even if you're listening to this right now and you're going through this in the moment, um, or you think you might be, take pull yourself back a little bit and actively seek out other people's opinions or seek out other um, personalities and just talking to other people. Because even just having conversations, you know, with... with um, with no like sexual or romantic intent, just having a conversation with other women will will speak volumes in terms of where you stand in your relationship with the person you're with, you know? Um, so that really, it really spoke volumes to me because I was like, wow, there's actually good guys out there and I'm not dating one of them. And um, I got to do something about this. And it took me like two plus years to get out. And you know, and I always say this, like when the guys are feeling stuck, uh, it's really up to you. Like I, even as a coach, I can't pull, I can't pull my clients out of relationships that aren't good for them. And I'm not going to tell them to leave those relationships. I'm going to ask them, you know, what are the pros and cons? Why do you think you should leave? If you have any inclination of like, of leaving and moving on, why? Like what is, what are those reasons? And what makes you feel that way? You know, I just kind of bring all the shit to the surface so that they can see it, see it more clearly. Because so often when we're dating someone, we just want to cover all the shit up, right? So that we can prove that they're the right one and that we're happy when we're really not. We're fucking miserable. Um, and that's how I was feeling. And I kept trying to prove it over and over, even though I had these great guys uh, talking to me every day and giving me compliments, not every day, but I often had really great guys like showing up in my stories. And even with those guys, I would say, okay, well, the guy I'm with isn't that bad. Like, you know, we, we do laugh together. You know, he, he takes me out to eat. Like he buys me food, like fucking pizza. And <laughs> like, like, you know, we try, like we go on trips, like we, and I would always try to prove, um, that he was that he was good or that I didn't have to like prove otherwise, even though every single trip we went on, I would cry myself to sleep. No joke. Um, more nights I cried than, than nights I didn't cry on vacations. Um, and I would, um, you know, like after we had pizza, like he would, he would go away and watch TV, like without me and, you know, like things, things of that nature. Like I wasn't putting all the pieces together. I would only spin the highlight reel I would only look, I would only see the highlights of, of the relationship, even though the majority of it was so shitty and so hurtful and so sad, um, just downright sad. Um, so yeah, so those, those men on Instagram actually made me believe that, wow, there's a lot of really great guys out there and, and, um, it gave me the nerve and the confidence to say, I've always wanted to move. I wanted to move to California for three years now, and I've been telling myself I'm going to do it. It's time to do it. It's time to take the jump because I can't, I know that if I don't run away, and this is like, maybe you guys will think differently of this, um, but if I don't run away from this relationship, like, I will never get out because I tried multiple times to get out, guys. Like, I tried to break it off, and he would get me back in. And because that's what manipulative people do. You know, they find a way to get you back based on your insecurities, based on your, based on what makes you happy, what gets you most excited. They use that um, to their advantage and, and wheel you back in. It's, it's really crazy. Um, and it's hard to see when you're stuck in it, you know? And, but I felt it. I was like, okay, somehow I keep trying to leave, but somehow he keeps trying to get me back. And he does. He's succeeding. So I have to run away. I just have to cold turkey 
<laughs> flee the <laughs> flee to the other side of the country, which I did. He didn't even know I moved. Like I I uh, told him. I told him, uh, when, once I was here, I said I moved to California. Uh, so that was kind of a shock. Uh, but it was the best thing I've ever done. It was the best thing I've ever done for me and, and my life. And it was the perfect moment and it was just time. And, you know, people argue that, oh, you just run away from your problems. But it was, I tried all options. I exhausted all options and nothing was working. And I said, fuck it. Like, this is my time to, to just do it. Um, so I did what worked and I did what was best, what I knew was best for me. Um, maybe I didn't know, but I thought, and now I know. (laughs) So yeah. And then once I got out here, it was just the same thing. It was keeping up those relationships on Instagram with these great guys. And I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? You know, I have to, I have to do something. Um, and I right away dove into the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And I do want to read it again because it really does um, exaggerate the differences between men and women and our behavior. Um, from an evolutionary standpoint, um, it's really cool, really fascinating read. My mom's been telling me to read it for years. I finally read it when I, when I got out here, like the first couple weeks I was out here, I think I read it. Um, and then I was, and then I realized like there was a, or I read there was a training program after it. So I was like, shit, I'm going to get certified in gender intelligence. So I did. And that's where this all started, guys. Like I, I, you know, my coach was like, all right, what's your niche? Who are you going to work with? And I just said, I think I want to work with men. And it was the first time in my life where I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe I just said that. And I, it just made me feel like there's all these good guys out there. I never knew existed. I want to find them and I want to help them, you know, cause I can, <coughs> well, burp and a hiccup. I always do that. Do you guys do that? Anyway. Um, so yeah, so I did, I did start a business coaching men. Um, then I started my Instagram pretty soon after that. And then I started a podcast and now I have a YouTube and now I'm just like, it's crazy because the entrepreneur life, if you guys are familiar, is so up and down. Like there's, there's so many, I'll just be honest with you. Like I'm in such a flux of like up and down, up and down, up and down. And you know, that's normal. They say, (laughs) but it really is like, it really is a challenge and it's really like beneath it all, it's just knowing who you want to help. And it's, it's easy for me to say, I want to help all the men in the world. But like, but I really do want to specify who, what types of men I want to help and how I want to help them. And, you know, the majority of men, I feel I help with approaching women and getting really, really confident being around women and getting back into the dating world. Um, and that's something I do want to I do want to focus a lot more on. I'm even coming up with a course um, it's a, it's actually going to be a teleseminar, um, coming up very shortly. Um, if you join my e- my email blast, it's going to be all based on getting back into the dating world guys. So if you are part of my email blast, st- you've probably been, um, you, you have a hint of what I'm about to, uh, show to show you guys and present to you. But, um, if you're not on my email blast, go over to, uh, Steph Ganowski on Instagram and DM me so you can get on that email list and then you can get all the info for getting back out in the dating world. My new program coming out very soon. I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I never did anything like this and I'm really excited because I could help a lot more men than one at a time with this program. So very happy to be doing that. But like I said, it's just it's when you have a mission like so much bigger than yourself, it's easy to just get caught up in, you know, 
I don't know, like your little fucking to do's, like to do lists every day. And then you, you lose sight of like what the, what you're actually doing. It's like, it's so easy to be like, oh, I have to post on Instagram today. I have to do this today. I have to do that. But like, what are you really trying to do? Like, where are you really trying to get in your life? What's the big picture goal? And I think even if you're not an entrepreneur, this goes for everyone. What is your big picture goal? What do you really want in this life? Um, we all just lose sight of that so easily because we get caught up in the little shits of the day where it's like, oh, take out the garbage, read 10 pages, like see my friend for coffee. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's okay to do all those things, but have those things on the sidelines of your bigger mission, especially as a man. I always talk like men. I mean, women are so much attracted to a man with a mission, a man who knows what he wants and chases it. And that thing is not her, you know, like women want to be chased, but in the sense that, okay, like I'll chase you. Okay. I'll let you be a little bit so I can work on my mission. All right. I'll chase you a little bit. Like I'll, let me work on my mission. Cause what she wants to know is I'm not number one, Right. Like, that's what, that's coming from a woman. That's what she's saying. Like, I just want to make sure I'm not number one, but you still want me. That's what the chase is all about. Like, guys, you're like, I don't want to have to fucking chase. You have to chase because the chase proves to her that, that she is important to you. But if you're only chasing her and that's the only thing you're chasing in your life, it shows her that you're, she's way too important to you. Okay, there has to be a healthy balance. So this isn't like a game. This is just to see, okay, am I going to be responsible for all of his happiness? Because I don't want that shit. And trust me, guys, you don't want that shit either. You don't want full responsibility for making her happy. You don't want to be, you don't want to be fully in charge of what puts a smile on her face and makes her feel good about herself. You want her to be able to do that shit too. It can't be all on you. And if it is all on you, you have that responsibility, it becomes stressful, you get resentful, and then... And then the passion is lost. There's no desire for each other. You feel like each other's mom or dad. Like it's the roles change, you know, testosterone and uh, estrogen flip in the two of you. You don't know who the fuck you are anymore. Like it goes down that rabbit hole. They don't want to go down. Okay. So just make it more so of just knowing what you want in this in this life is pretty much what I'm saying. I know this podcast is all over the place. Started sharing my story and now I'm talking about um, <laughs> fucking... But I think it's all, it's all relevant. You know, it's, it's podcast episode 100. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck you. <laughs> just kidding. I love you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to share that with you again, uh, part of my story. Cause I think it is important to share, to share story and share where I'm coming from and where I've, where I've come from so far and why I'm still doing this. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's been really up and down for me and I'll be honest, like it's, it's been recently it's there's just a lot thrown at me especially this month so I'm kind of in a in a mini like ah! um but I know I'm gonna go out of that and that's another thing guys like just remember that if you're if you're stuck if you're feeling stuck right now don't feed the stuckness okay and what I mean by that is don't give it energy don't feed it because when you feed it, when you absorb into it, when you keep thinking about it and you keep saying it and you keep living in it, then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it snowballs and then it becomes your new reality. If you don't want it to become your new reality and you want to learn to cope with it in a healthy way, whatever that stressful thing may be, then just acknowledge it and say, oh man, this is really hard right now, but hey, it's not going to last forever. I, I'm happy about it because... Um, plus I have all these things in my life that I'm super grateful for in the moment. And this is where I see my life heading. This is where I want it to go based on my certain situation, based on the circumstances. Now it's okay. It's not gonna last forever. This is where it's going to go. 
because I'm in charge of what I want and what I get. And it's so true. We forget this so much. I'll give you an example really quick. I, you know, guys, I just got Pico, my puppy Chihuahua, and holy shit, uh, <laughs> fuck, I didn't realize I would be a new mother to a newborn child. Um, <laughs> that's what it turns out to be, uh, having your own puppy out of nowhere, 10 month, 10 week old puppy when I got him. Uh, and I just didn't realize my life would turn upside down and I would be waking up at nine some mornings instead of five, which I'm used to <laughs> like, you know, taking a break every two hours, which is very frustrating. Cause if you're like, if you're focused on something and then you leave to break because he can only hold his bladder for two hours and then he wants to play, you know, and then I'm trying to work, but he's biting me because he needs attention and wants to play because he's a fucking puppy. And then I leave the house and then he's really loud. So I try to go up for a workout, but then my roommates are like, yo, your puppy's loud. Where are you? And I'm like, ah, so it's been, it's just that on top of, you know, a few other things that I just was freaking out for the past few weeks. Honestly, I've been fucking freaking out and I've been calling my mom like, mom, I don't know what to do. Should I bring him back? Yeah, that sounds so fucked up, but I considered bringing Pico back because I didn't know if I could handle it. And I didn't know if I was ready to be a full-time mom, (laughs) single mother. Um, And no disrespect for for actual mothers out there, but it is is really, it is really hard. Damn. Um, Just with this puppy, it is hard. And I, it's crazy because it's like, I'm responsible for his life. You know, whatever happens to him is my it's my responsibility, like his health, his, his little brain that's growing, how I train him, like that's up to me, you know? So there's a lot of, uh, psychological stuff that goes along with it. But anyway, I, um, yeah, I just wanted, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So I was like calling my mom every day and I was like, mom, fuck. Um, I was crying and she was like, Steph, it's not going to last forever. Like, stop telling yourself all of the horrible things that that's happening with it. Not horrible, but like, stop like building the stress and making it so much bigger than it really is. Like you wanted Pico, you wanted him for so long. And I was like, I still want him. And she's like, all right, so what do we love about Pico? <laughs> what is, what can you see in the future happening with you and Pico? And then I was, it got me to think more in terms of like, yeah, this is just a puppy stage. This won't last forever. I'm going to get my life back. This is what I want it to, this is what I want to happen. Pico's going to come on business trips with me. Pico's going to travel with me. Pico's going to be my little lap dog. He's going to, he's going to play and he's going to be totally safe and assured and, and quiet when I leave. And he's going to be so fun, loving and healthy. Everyone's going to love him, you know, and I was just like building that up in my head so that I don't lose sight of like what I really want for my relationship with Pico or my future with Pico. And it's so true. I can still have all those things. And for me to just sit there and every day say, oh, I'm waking, I woke up too late. Like, where's my life? I lost my life. I lost my life. To focus there, it just puts my body and mind in the, in the place of like, okay, she lost her life. Fuck, our life sucks now. You know, and then it changes your internal belief and in the structure of your neurochemistry. You actually are in charge of how your brain is wired based on your thoughts, based on your behaviors, you know, how you take action based on those thoughts and behaviors, like we are in charge of what we get. Um, so really just put the right thoughts in your head, put the right, um, you know, like I said in the last episode, that morning thought is so important because it leads the day. It, it puts you in charge of your day. So for you to say, um, you know, for you to wake up and already think of your limitations or think of something that, that's, that makes you nervous for the day is only going to 
rewire that is only going to rewire your neurochemistry in terms of like, okay, the most important thing is to be on the lookout for limitations and for things that make us upset or scared or worried or stressed. And you don't want to live that way. We want to live a good life. We want to live a stress-free life and an exciting life. And the only way to do that is to put those exciting thoughts in your head and also elicit them through your body. I was just reading uh, one of Tony Robbins' books again. Um, uh, I forget uh, the name of it. It's one of his his most popular one. Um, and he was saying like, don't forget. And this, I lost track of guys. Like, don't forget of your physiology, how your physiology ties to your emotions and your feelings and what you attract throughout the day. And I realized, yeah, I have been slumped over a lot because I've been having Pico on my lap a lot, which makes me slump. Um, and I haven't been doing my, my jumping. I haven't been dancing as much. You know, I haven't been working out as consistently or going on enough walks. Um, Pico's a little puppy, so he's not really supposed to be on outside walks. Um, so it's just like, I base so much of my life just around him and being inside. And like, so I, I lost sight of like all the things I still can be doing. I could still jump around inside. I could still get excited. I could still sit up tall when Pico's not on my lap. You know, I could still smile even if I don't feel like fucking smiling, like just make a smile, you know, like that still sends the same signals to your brain that I'm happy. So just doing little things like that will put you back in a place of, of ease and, and happiness because we have to remember, even if we're feeling like shit and we change our physiology, we will change the internal structure of our feelings. Seriously, you cannot be, you cannot like smile for that long and stay pissed for, for that long. You just can't, you can't put on a physical smile and stay pissed for very long. Just try it. It's, it's impossible because your body is fighting the mind and one of them is they're going to influence each other. They just are. So just watch that and see what happens. Um, all right. It's hot as balls and I turned off the air. So I have to, have to get out of this car. The reason why I did it in here is because Pico is inside. And whenever I podcast, he loves to play with a squeaky toy. And then if I leave, if I leave him and lock him in the room, he screams. So either way, it was <laughs> going to be a disruptive podcast if I were to be in the apartment. Um, Anyway, guys, I know this was like such a crazy all over the place podcast, but I don't even know what to title this fucking thing, but <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'm just going to call it. So, I mean, the, the point I want to stress from all of this is just do a recap on your life every once in a while. You know, um, even if you're feeling like things are up and down or you're really stressed, you're not sure if the relationship you're in is the good one is healthy for you, then just take, take yourself back to your story right? Like of how you got here and where you're going. Cause that's always going to re re-motivate you or influence you to do better and want better again. Um, you know, just sharing my story again with you guys reminds me of why I'm here and why I'm doing this. And sometimes it's easy to forget that. So just remind yourself, it's okay to remind yourself. And, um, yeah, that's it guys. Like I said, feel free to join my email list so that you have, you have the, uh, all the info when it comes to me launching my new program for getting out into the dating world. Woo! Um, just head over to, um, Steph Ganowski on Instagram. That's S-T-E-P-H-G-A-N-O-W-S-K-I. You can message me and ask me more information about it. I will send it your way. All right, guys, that is it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Just go to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom, do it. it takes two seconds, please, because this is podcast episode 100. And that'd be so cool if you were to rate and review, especially on this day, and say something cool. Um, all right, guys, have a good day or night wherever you are in the world. I'll talk to you soon.